Hi, and welcome to the fourth episode of Rasa Talks. My name is Alirza Josie. I'm Hamad Jafari. This is Mohamed. Like always, we're going to bring you the latest news on Iran's tech and startup scene. So you guys know we have reports and analysis on our website. Every two weeks, we're going to release a report. The second report is out. The second one is on Iran mobile transactions statistics. And that includes USSD, which is on a structured supplementary service data. Basically, it's the system used to send text between a mobile phone and an application program on the network. Um, so you guys can download the report for free. It's on the website. It's a PDF file. Uh, and a, a couple of data uh, on the report is that there are four. There were 4.2 million mobile transactions in the year 1394. And uh, another, um, no, you know, interesting fact is there were 4.7 million dollars mobile transactions just in the past. Persian year. To find out more information about this report, you can go to techrasa.com, uh, look for reports and analysis on the website, and you can download the PDF file for free. So, uh, what happened in the past two weeks? Uh, a good thing happened from the government sector. So, we have a new $4.5 million fund that is a kind of like a joint fund uh, from the Ministry of Communications and uh, organization called the Omid Entrepreneurship Fund. So, I mean, uh, me personally, I'm a fan uh, when it comes to governmental support. I, I know that typically governments are supposed to uh, facilitate and not get involved that much, but when it comes to funding and uh, regulations, uh, I, I think government is the the main source of everything. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I mean, $4.5 million the for Iran is, is really like good. too small, but it's good. It's a good start, I think. The government is activating uh, the fund for the sector, so I guess it's a good start. Look at the supports coming from the government. And I mean, the past two years, we were seeing a lot of it. So I, I think it's becoming a trend somehow, and th that is a good sign. As you said, $4.5 million, uh, that may not be a lot. For pre seed sure. But, you know, I think that's the start of something really good. I think better than that is the regulations, as you said. I yeah, mean, I mean... Uh, if the government just helps with the regulations, that would be all right. I mean, talking about regulations and law enforcement, we just heard that all these uh, payment gateways, like Rosarian Pal, they got filtered recently, all of them. And I think just uh, if the government just helps with a couple of sectors... Like stuff like this, uh, that would be enough. We, uh, I mean, funds are good. Four point five million is good, but the regulations is much better. I mean, it it was like our first podcast. We we said that uh, twenty five payment gateways closed down. I think that the number is twenty five, but Zarimpal was the only one left open. Yeah, and, and it just and got closed down a couple of days ago. That is a really really bad news. Not just for that online gateway. I mean. Uh, how many startups do you guys know that were attached to this online gateway to get payments? Yeah. I mean, most of the startups that we know, that, that was the uh, online payment portal. So now these guys are also in crisis. That uh, They're trying to actually get, get in direct contact with banks and ShopAdak, which is uh, it's ShopAdak, right? I mean, yeah, it's, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a unitary Shopadak. online portal. Uh, so, yeah, so that is a crisis, not just for the online uh, uh, for, for the online. Uh, payment portal for every startup, every 
SME that was attached to that. So yeah. that is not a good news. Basically, they are all screwed. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we don't really like to bring bad news, but I, I mean that is the main news. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's hope for that too. Okay, let's fixed. go. Let's go on, uh, on some good news. So we have the the first crowdsourcing week summit. So this is like the first crowdsourcing conference happening in Iran. Or maybe even the Middle East, I guess. I haven't seen like, Yeah, it's actually events. the first crowdsourcing week summit in the Middle East. And the first one is actually happening in Tehran on May 20th. So basically for the listeners, crowdsourcing is the process of getting work or funding, uh, usually online, from a crowd of people. So work gets done by a crowd of people. And so basically it's a combination of uh, the words crowd and funding. So... Um, to give you an example about this, I mean, Wikipedia is one. It's a website which people contribute. There are a couple of writers that are writing there. And people are helping to, you know, grow something, help build something. Uh, and it's done by a crowd of people. Crowdfunding is an example of, you know, crowdsourcing too. For example, Kickstarter is an example which, you know, people contribute some money for a startup to grow, to reach a stage. And uh, and there's like uh, crowdsourcing design, which uh, you know a couple of people uh, contribute to design something, and you can choose uh, what kind of design you like. So uh, it gives you you know more uh, options to choose from. Can we uh, count like open source project to be crowdsourced? Open. Uh, if a, uh, it really depends on the. If a group of people are contributing to build that project, of course, that could be an example of crowdsourcing. I mean, we can name thousands, like Yelp. You know, it's it's, a, it's actually a crowdsourcing platform to re- for reviewing restaurants or Foursquare. Yeah. So the users, uh, so the database is provided by the users themselves. So this is called crowdsourcing. So the company itself is not responsible for bringing and uh, completing the database. So it's the users that are crowdsourcing and completing that. So th- this event is happening on May, May 20th. 20th. Uh, May okay. 20th. And to get your tickets, uh, you can go to uh, eventsbox.ir and you can use the uh, promotional code, a 25% discount, which is, uh, the code is CSWTechRASA. That's C-S-W-T-E-C-H-R-A-S-A and you can get a 25% discount. So the next big subject is ICT. So yeah, I mean... We had lots of news on ICT. Telecom is always big, it's always big. I mean, one reason could be we had uh, delegation teams from... uh, different countries various South countries South Africa South Korea so all the South you, you mean, they, yeah. they all signed the a partnership deal yeah. Yeah. yeah so any country with a South in it basically came to Iran for telecom and everything else so um, so South Korea Mahmoud I, I, I know you, uh, so you, you, their you person about were here uh, was here a few weeks back like two one week or two weeks back and uh, MTN uh which has uh, 59% of Iran sales, the second uh, biggest operator, mobile operator in Iran. Was it 49 or 59? 49. Oh, okay. okay, 49. So the Iranian part has like 51. So the majority is right yeah. now. Okay. Uh, actually, I think that it's a law. 
uh, they and no foreigner company can have like the majority uh, shares. Is it just in telecom or major yeah, industries? Every sector. Okay. If it if it's government if it's not related, a government related. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, MTN announced that uh, you know that MTN couldn't like uh, get his money out yeah. of Iran. Cash out their money. Yeah. So they had a uh, little because ventures of the here. Yeah, yeah, they had little ventures here, like. Uh, the, the old story, the Rocket Internet, they couldn't like get out the money, they gave the money here, Rocket bring back the money to them, and that story. So uh, they announced that they're gonna uh, withdraw, withdraw one, billion, one billion dollars by the end of uh, June. So I don't know how they wanna like uh, cash out the money. But uh, are they gonna do it all at once, like one billion dollars? I don't think so. I don't think you can make a transaction. It's one billion dollars, right? One billion. One billion. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But uh, the money was blocked here for many years. Yeah, so they just waited for the sanctions to be lifted. But you know, the government uh, offered them to you know invest in a couple of companies and you know different sectors in Iran. Actually, in infrastructure for the uh, fiber optic project. Okay. With uh, Iranian net. net, yeah, uh, I think that but they're they gonna partner up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So MTN basically is investing, or in other words, uh, partly acquiring Iranian net to uh, get involved in the project. I think that that's a cooperation. I don't think that. Well, uh, well in, in the news and announcements, it was basically at first it was acquiring. At second, they announced investment. So it's the same <laughs> thing, you know, getting the equity to get involved. So, I mean, that's good because that company had the monopoly for five years now and right, currently we don't even have uh, cable connectivity for internet and broadband but, and all those uh, stuff. If that happened, MTN would be a king. They yeah. would have to like <laughs> <laughs> infrastructure for the internet. They're the second biggest operator here. And uh, I think they can rule. And they have uh, uh, other ventures uh, with uh, Rocket Internet, so... I mean, they're, they're doing fine. Own it. I mean, in, in every sense, in terms of, you know, when it comes to mobile communications, uh, mobile Internet, uh, I think they have, they have the best services. And so, as you mentioned, the ventures, so, yeah. so they have marketplace, they have food, online food ordering and everything. So, they're doing good in everything. And apparently, right? uh, the country is good with them. Like they do, they didn't have any gossips behind them, so uh, I think that they have a good relationship. Yeah, no dramas means progress. Yeah, that, that's good. Maybe there are, and we don't know about. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode of Rasa Talks. I'm gonna bring you more Rasa Talks rumors. same subject of telecom so there's one big thing happening uh, the rule and regulation of MNP is being enabled so what is, what is MNP MNP stands for mobile number portability so what this means is so you have a number and you have a contract with a telecom with a mobile uh, operating network 
But if you're not satisfied with their services, you can keep your number but change your mobile operating system. So this rule is typically uh, there to uh, help users to get the best services and encourage the mobile operating networks to provide better services. So uh, what happens is, so we have three mobile operating networks. Yeah. So we have uh, Hamra Aval, which is MCI, uh, Iran Cell, which is MTN, and the third one is Rytel. So interestingly, the three of us uh, talking to you now, each of us have one of these. So for example, I have MCI, Mama has Iran Cell, and Hamad has Rytel. And to be honest, uh, when it comes to services, MCI is the worst. So what is going to happen after this NMP being enabled? So MCI is going to lose lots of its users because of this. So many of the users had MCI because of the number. So typically, when you, when you go back a decade ago, having a, like a, a number that was unique to you and uh, it, it was easy to remember when, when it was MCI, it, it costs right now Sometimes, like I know numbers Thousands that are of cars, dollars. Yeah, yeah, like we're talking about 40k, 40, 40 grand. Yeah, not even to- like Thomas. We're talking about dollars for one number. So uh, they 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 had it just because of that. And you know, there's a, there's a monthly billing system, and that is also an, uh, another reason that many users subscribe to MCI. But with NMP being enabled, uh, when, when you're keeping your number, you go after another uh, mobile operating system that has a uh, better communication. So, like, Mama does it. You have LT on your phone, and I have like, I don't want to name what uh, I have. I use that. As a matter of fact, I, I've used uh, the three operators. Uh, first, I used uh, MCI. Then I switched to uh, Rytel for the 3G because no other operator uh, had it at the time. Yeah. yeah. And then I switched to Euroncell. Uh, all of it was because of the internet for me at least yeah but uh, I think that MCI uh, has many users first because uh, they have a good reception yes the reception they are top-notch you can't compare the reception of uh, but the Iran cell and writer to MCI because they yeah. have uh, towers all over the country and they're much older of course yeah, yeah, MCI yeah, is yeah, much yeah. older of, of course. course the you know, yeah. the reception of MCI but the internet better. and the services like sucks that is true. MCI sucks. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so MCI itself anticipates that many of its younger users are going to switch to different <coughs> operating networks. So we actually wrote an article that uh, with the title of MCI will lose big after the mobile number portability is enabled. So uh, MCI actually tried to postpone this law to buy itself more time, but that didn't happen. And the excuse was technicality, like technical issues in changing numbers. And uh, what the regulatory refused, so uh, we're gonna, this uh, rule is gonna be uh, fully functional in two or one, in two weeks or one month, I think. Another topic we actually talked about on Tech Rasa is about what startups are missing in Iran. I mean, 
many, many expats and foreigners come to you know, they notice some business models missing. Well, the first one is obviously the Airbnb style. And they all think, okay, so nobody's doing that, let's do that. <laughs> but to be honest, it's, it's not about uh, that. Many entrepreneurs never thought of it, is, is that regulation doesn't allow you to have a uh, basically a P2P hospitality startup. And so, so you want, that's one of the startups that are missing. So we actually, uh, we, we wrote five of them. So one of them was ride sharing. So ride sharing currently, there are a couple of startups working on that. Not, none of them are viral, none of them are up and running. Um, so ride sharing is one of the startups that are missing in Iran. Online laundry services. So in major consumer cities, uh, this is a typical business model that, you know. Is it popular? Yeah, it is really popular. I mean, um, when you go to big major cities and financial cities, especially like, you know, New York, London, in the region Dubai as well, too. Uh, so th that's one of the business models that are missing. Like delivery services. So I, I, I want two pills. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I have a cold. I want pills from the pharmacy. I want orange juice. So you know, these kind of services are missing as well. Online furniture, e-commerce, and uh, P2B hospitality, as we said. So well, guys, what do you think? So what kind of stars do you even like to see in Iran that are missing right now? More startups Definitely. than we have right now. Then we can reach to like uh, ride-sharing, P2P hospitality, or other stuff. You know, in, in many categories and e-tailers and uh, e-commerces are still missing. You know, like uh, like we mentioned, online furniture shopping. So that's yeah. that's very popular now, and that could become something in Iran, but that's currently missing as well. Yeah. Azerbaijan's first startup accelerator is up and running. They would have their first demo day on May 14. And their cycle is three months. And I think that in their demo day, they would have uh, 14 from their, uh, their accelerator and five other startups uh, from the city, Baku. And uh, uh, you're seeing some activities in Azerbaijan. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's a great news. I mean, yeah. we haven't heard much about Azerbaijan's startup ecosystem, but we see, uh, you know, delegations coming to Iran. We have met many people. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. I guess they're more interested to invest in other countries than yeah, their own country. Exactly. I know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe we're we're gonna, you know, find out more about Azerbaijan. We're gonna cover Azerbaijan too in the future. But uh, this is definitely good news. I mean, there are lots of people, lots of investors coming to Iran. Either they want to expand their startup here in Iran or, you know, start something uh, new here because they see lots of opportunities in Iran. But we don't know much about the country itself. So if you're from Azerbaijan and you have a startup there, please send us your uh, information, introduce your, uh, your startup to us, and maybe we would cover you in Tecrosa. Yeah. Yeah, you would be happy to do that. So that was the fourth episode of Rasa Talks. Uh, personally, I, I think that it was like yesterday that we recorded the first one. And uh, so follow us on our social media, share the podcast, share the articles. 
and see you on our next episode. I, I, is it see you or hear from talk you? Talk to you. Talk to you, right? So you guys will okay. Talk to you. Okay. And guys, leave, share, leave, comment, leave, leave, yeah, leave, comments, leave comments, and tell us what you think. And right? share and talk about us. So it's all about receiving yeah. and sharing. Yeah, and we, it's we all about Tekrasa. <laughs> comment, share, comment, share, share, comment. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye.